I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. There is a whole collection of black lead products at Walmart that can fit into your daily routine. And in every purchased there is power so show black founders some love not just during black history month but all year long because every time we buy a black led brand we make room for another black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choice at walmart go to walmart.com black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products that you can add to your daily routine Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair and Anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the psychology of your 20s, the podcast where we talk through some of the big life changes and transitions of our 20s and what they mean for our psychology. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. New listeners, old listeners, wherever you are in the world. Today, we have an incredibly special episode. I've invited on two of my friends who run their own podcast, Two Broke Chicks, to discuss relationships. I think on this show, as someone who is single, we only really talk about the beginnings and the ends, the dating or the breakup. But today we're going to talk about something a little bit more nuanced, which is how our relationships, particularly our romantic relationships in our 20s, interact with our identity and how to maintain our identities in a relationship. So welcome, Sal and Al. How are you both going? I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm good. Hello. We are so happy to be here. And we're big fans of Jem and this show. Mm. So it's just a match made in heaven. Also, Jem, you have such a beautiful voice. I like was getting like hypnotized almost there in the intro. Thank you. (laughs) Now I'm feeling something else. (laughs) A little ASMR episode for everyone. Seriously. We're we're probably like a really harsh difference for everyone. Well, I think they need that. Also, I love when people from Australia come on the show because a lot of the time I have people from the US or the UK. So now they can hear three Australian accents. Yeah, you bloody go. Yeah, yeah. yeah you go. <laughs> go, go on, on. we're going to talk about love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took my Sheila to the pub the other day yeah, and you know got her a beer and now we're dating. Got her a schnitty and I said, do you want to be my girl? <laughs> <laughs> now she's my missus. Yeah, the missus. <laughs> the missus. My missus. <laughs> yeah, we have a um, trademark term on our, our show called the Horny Sheila. Oh the, yeah, it's us. Yeah, that's the energy yeah. that we Horny project. Yeah. yeah, well, I love that, and thank you for bringing that energy to the show today. <laughs> um, so the thing that was really interesting to me when I was thinking about this topic is that we are all in very different stages of the relationship spectrum. So 
I am single as a Pringle. Um, except for I just get a DM from a certain someone, Ooh, so we'll see. Someone's feeling a bit of a smitten kitten. Um, I am a bit of a smitten kitten, not gonna mm-hmm. lie. You're um, so cute. Thanks, guys. Yeah, but we all know how good that like it's message feels. Like when you have like that crush or you like someone, yeah. and then they send you a message, and you're like, <laughs> you literally just float. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, for it's the rest the of the day. Best feeling. It really is. I've been floating for the last like ten minutes. Yeah. So basically, I'm almost in a new relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually thinking a spring wedding. Yeah. Um, Not native floral arrangements. Yes, Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, no, I'm very single, have been for over a year. Um, But I did start this podcast after a pretty serious breakup. So that's where this whole concept came from. You, have just, you've recently entered into a new relationship. Mm -hmm. So I was single for about three years. Before that, I was in relationships for about five years. Wow. And then, yeah, had, I think what I felt was that I was very attached to the identity that I got back in that three years of being single and the effort that I had to put into rebuilding that identity. And we can get into it a bit later, but how I felt like I lost my identity in those Mm. earlier relationships and then the effort that it took to feel like me again really kind of deterred me from getting into a relationship that I was like, I don't, I don't need anyone. Like I, I got in that headspace of I don't need anyone. I'm so happy being single. So like good mm. doing me. And like I would date and, you know, and then I would have moments of being like, oh, do I want a relationship? And then I met my now partner and I was like, ah, shit, he's a really good one. And I was like, yeah, I like you. Mm-hmm. And so then now I'm kind of like in that phase. We've been dating for about nine months now. Mm-hmm. So it's still quite early, but I think we've gone through that like honeymoon period and it's just really nice. But also how do I navigate from being so independent and single to being in like the most perfect relationship ever Mm. it's like a very steady relationship even Mm. though it is so new relatively new I'm like and also I'm the queen of self-sabotage sometimes so like there'd be moments and like I'd be talking to sound she'd be like shut up she'd be like you don't need to do this I literally would say you were trying to ruin this Mm. like you were Mm self-sabotaging right now in this moment Stop it. You need a friend like that mm-hmm. sometimes. And that's because Sal is a guru. <laughs> a guru. <laughs> yeah. I've been in a relationship with my partner, Chris, for almost 15 years. So mm. it'll be 15 years in August. She's a veteran. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and how did you meet him? We met on MySpace. On MySpace? <laughs> yes, literally. Wow. So we were both like two little emos when we were teenagers slash I never grew out of it. It was never a phase, mum. But we met through mutual friends from going to gigs and whatnot. But he added me on MySpace and that's how we actually met. Wow. And then we just like hung out from from there. Wow. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. <laughs> Two little emo kids meet on MySpace. Mm-hmm. That's a good one to, to tell. And I think that it's very interesting that we're all sitting here with different perspectives um, to discuss what we really want to discuss today, which is how do you maintain your identity in a relationship? Because... Our romantic relationships are a massive facet of our lives, particularly in our 20s. But within every period, I think that this is the time when a lot of us start to contemplate the idea of a life partner. We start to date around. We start to have standards. And most of us are in... Start to have standards. Start being the operative word. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right, fine. Yeah, well, that's my... Honestly, I feel like that's my my experience where I've, like, hit my, like, mid-20s and I'm like, alrighty. So, like, early mid-20s and been like, okay, now, like, dating is... It's still fun, but it's not something that I'm doing impulsively because I now understand that the person I'm with is going to create a large part of how I see myself and how I see my life and my future plans. So Mm. how did you think that transition for you was out? Because you came from where I am now Mm. in, you know, in from a very, from a place of almost hyper independence, it sounds like, Mm. and then suddenly had to adapt to having this other person in your life and, you said there was a bit of self-sabotage going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, so when I entered my single girl era, I 
was definitely not independent. I definitely relied on my relationships to kind of keep me entertained, kind of – I pulled a lot of worth from them in terms of myself because my first relationship I was independent but that person relied on me a lot. Mm. That Like I was that person's universe and that was a lot of pressure. My second relationship I went to like the other end of the spectrum that I was like – I want someone who doesn't give a shit about me that just like mm. has their own life. And then that was like, and then it was the other end of the spectrum. And I was like, wait, no, like love me. Mm. <laughs> and so then I kind of had this, this tug of war internally of, you know, not really knowing what I wanted or who I was because I kind of molded myself to these people and what they needed or what they didn't give me. And so then when I was single, I really had to kind of go back and figure out who I was, what I wanted and what I enjoyed just by myself. Like Mm -hmm. first, that first things first, I don't think you can know who your identity is in a relationship until you understand who that identity is. As um, our Lord and Saviour RuPaul says, Mm. if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? And I didn't love myself. I didn't have that. And it took a really long time to build that up and you know, your friends is a really big part of that. Having, being able to be comfortable on your own is a really big part of that. And in those three years, I had so much fun, like the best time. And kind of what you were saying before, that for a good chunk of that time, it was dating for the story. It was dating for fun and just living life and realizing things as (laughs) Kylie Jenner said in 2016. (laughs) Wow, flashback. She has her she has her her sources. Yeah, she has her references. 2016 at all. You can check that. Actually I saw the video the other day and that is the year. And um in that time I experienced so many new things I like literally changed my sexuality in that time like I experimented with girls and realized that hey oh do you know what it's probably a bit weird to continue scissoring your barbies at 16 years old (laughs) but I'm just kidding I wasn't doing that but I would always kind of feel like that be like oh like do I like girls? I was like, I don't know. Like I could kiss them and I'm like, oh, you're gay. Like, come yeah. on. And like so- you're trying to convince yourself mm. and then you finally gave yourself the freedom to be like, let me embrace this with no label. Yeah. Mm. And so then I think when I got to the point that I was like, okay, this is me. Like I know what my identity is because it's so hard if you don't know what that is to not mould yourself to the person that you start dating and you start moulding yourself to their likes and their dislikes. And it's so important to keep your likes and dislikes, even if that's not compatible to the other person. So I think what was different about, you know, this relationship that I'm in now was that I had the confidence to just be myself. Mm -hmm. I had the confidence to be like, well, if you don't like it, that's fine Mm because I like me. And you don't want to date someone that doesn't like you. Mm. Like there's so often, I once had a boyfriend turn around to me and say, yeah, I love you. Just sometimes I don't like you. I know. And I, and I laughed. Like I thought it was funny. And now I look back and I'm like, that was really mean. That was cruel. Well, Al and I were having this conversation yesterday about how that is a real trope in relationships. Mm. Like guys being like, oh, like we've got the, you know, I'm out with the boys, like free of the ball on chain or you know like people speak about their partners like that and it's like no you should actually like each other and there should be joy there and you should want to spend time with them Mm. it's weird that is so weird to me and I think that it's honestly a hard thing to learn your own worth Mm. especially having been through experiences like that like I know that I have as well Mm. this person that I dated like probably two years ago I became a completely different person for them. I sacrificed friendships for that person Mm -hmm. and I regret it all the time. Like I still to this day, I don't think about him much except for the choices that I would definitely not make again. Mm. And it's interesting because then recently I had a very similar incident, incident, like a very similar experience with someone where they, the exact same situation happened. And I remember sitting there and being like, I have two choices here. Do I do the thing that I've done before? Do I make that mistake again? Or I've learned this lesson, let's go the other way. Mm -hmm. And I went the other way. And I think that that's a big part of 
how relationships can also form you as they teach you these important lessons mm-hmm. that then you can take to not just your next relationship, but your friendships yeah. and your morals and your values. Um, I do want to quickly ask you a question because I'm mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by this. I don't <laughs> like I, I genuinely am because I imagine the person I was dating when I was like in my teen years. And I saw this TikTok the other day and it was like, would you rather still be working your first job or would you rather still be with the person you were dating when you were 17? Oh my God. Right? I said, I totally was like, boost juice, I'm coming back. Like, yeah. I'm making those mango magics for the rest of my life. Taylor's patisserie, Yum. give me those cinnamon donuts again. I'm yeah. down. Yeah. Those both sound like great choices. Also, but boost juice, amazing. Yeah, oh, can yeah. I get a tropical crush? Please? A mango magic, oh, please. Oh my goodness, no, neither. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm out of office. <laughs> um, but I guess the question is, what has that been like for you? And I know that you've gotten a lot of. Um, sometimes people have said to you, like, don't you wish you had tried a few more, tried before you buy, or tried a few mm. more people, or like gone out there and had that single girl era that you were just talking about out and what would be your response to that so I think at first I really did question if that was something that I should be doing and was like oh like am I I've was I've always been happy in my relationship but questions like that made me wonder if is it just because this is all I've known Mm. do I need to go out and explore something else but I think the response that I give people now is that over the last 15 years, there's never been one time where I've interacted with anyone that made me even question my relationship or tempted me. Excuse like, me, I'm sitting right here. Aside from you, Al. <laughs> you're, you're the one Thank outlier. You. Thank you. But, yeah, I just, like, I just try to listen to my gut and, like, what I want to do. I'm the sort of person that if you tell me to do something, I'll probably just do the exact opposite out mm. of spite. So I... Yeah, I don't know. I was like, mm, what, and be like you guys? Mm. Like, it doesn't really seem like any of my friends were having heaps of fun during that oh. stage. Do you know <laughs> what I mean, though? We were not. We are not. Well, no, but not, not, not you, you guys specifically. <laughs> I mean the people that were asking me so those questions. True. Because a lot of the time when that's getting projected on you, I think it is maybe coming from a place of insecurity in some instances. Being totally. like, mm. yeah, but don't you want to be single? Because that might be a little bit of more of them reaching for a bit of comfortability being like yeah but it's good to be single it's good like I'm enjoying this so that that reassurance that is like oh but I'm I'm good for being in this position that maybe looking at someone it is when you are single you look at people in relationships and sometimes you are like oh thank god I'm not in a relationship like I can do all this fun stuff I can do whatever I want to do and then sometimes you are like that would be nice and I think what is so the way that you and Chris and like, well, I feel like I've learned from you guys as well now in a new relationship is that you only have so much energy to give in life. And that's got to be split across work, friends, your own time, your hobbies, and then you add a partner into that. Mm. And so you've only got like 100% of a tank. So if you're splitting that, you know, 25% against across like work, friends, your own time, and then your hobbies, you've then got to take that time away from something. And because you need to obviously invest time in a relationship, but what can often happen is people pull all of that 25% that's split across everything and they put 100% into that relationship. And that's a mistake that I'd made in the past and that's something that I've never seen you do, Sal. And like the way that it's been so important and it's an effort to do because when you do meet someone that you really like and you do enter that relationship, you are the most smitten kitten. You're like, mm. I'm obsessed with this person. I want to smell their neck every day. <laughs> like literally I'm like, oh, that's good stuff. Pheromones. Oh, oh my yeah. God, yeah. And like you are obsessed with them and that's so good. Like keep that. But be obsessed with them in like moderation. Have nights away from each other. Have those moments that like – you allow yourselves to miss each other a little bit and it's so important that you don't pull all the like reserve energy in other tanks and put it into that one because what happens if that doesn't work out yeah I totally oh no 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 no. oh but I was just and like I think as well communicating and holding down the fort on your wants your enjoyments on what you had when you were single is really important like 
I, we talk about this all the time on Two Broke Chicks, but I love a smutty fairy book. Like, it's just mm. my happy place in my little fantasy land with two enemies to lovers. Yes. And it's just... The best art. The best <laughs> trope ever. And, like, we went on holidays and maybe for, like, two or three hours of the day, we'd just go and do our own thing. Like, mm. we weren't spending the whole day together because I'd want to go read my book for, like, an hour or maybe go for a walk or he'd want to go, like do something I don't know what boys do in their own time (laughs) he's like a big YouTube watcher so he would like just want to go watch YouTube and just like turn off for a bit like that and we would just go spend time on our own doing our own wants or whenever there's a thing like I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna go stay at Sal's he's just like okay it's never like oh but I'm gonna miss you so much don't go Mm. or if we do say that we don't mean it like if Mm. I'm like oh you're going to the gym he's like yeah and I'm like no stay in bed and then he's like do you want me to? And there's like that thing of being like, I will if you really want. And I'm like, no, 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 go. Like yeah. mm. just having your own things that you do and not losing that because it is really easy to. Yeah, I agree. And I think that um, the, the mistake I've made in past relationships is when you spend every waking minute together, every night, especially in those early, that early period, like where you that's like where all the bonding happens mm-hmm. when you when you conflate all of that oxytocin and that dopamine with the other person's presence you become codependent mm-hmm. but additionally all of that time and all of that codependency I honestly think just speeds up the timeline of the relationship if it's not the right one. 100%. It puts it under so much pressure because you need time to breathe. You need time to receive stimulation from your friends, from your family, from your hobbies. And when you don't allow the relationship to breathe, when you put it in a pressure cooker and you like almost join your hands together and won't let them go, all that's going to do is just completely just burn the string out yeah. and you'll be you'll be done by the end of you'll the week. Get like, you'll, you'll get bored. You'll get bored. And you'll yeah. start irritating each other. Yeah. Like you will get to like the point that you're just like, mm, the sound of their voice makes me want to cry. Mm. And it's yeah. bad. T- and then as well, you start sitting there and thinking, how do we get here? Yeah. Like I was so in love with you. How are we here? It's because like you do need to give that breather you need to have that time that you're investing in other things because as well you're the only constant in your own life I so agree with that you can't rely on anyone else to be your social life to be like the one solo person to be your social life your happiness your entertainment like you need to be that for yourself and then you need to pull on multiple resources for that Mm. you need to have your friends you need to have your like I say work, but when I say work, I mean that thing that fuels you and makes you feel successful. Yeah. Um, And then your partner can also feed into that. But it's so important to have those multiple energy sources that isn't just one person because that energy source, if it is just that one person, will run out. Yeah, Yeah. that's like draining on both of you. Mm -hmm. And also when you're in a relationship, you're supposed to be growing together but also individually Mm -hmm. and if you don't each have your own individual things going on there's nothing new to bring to the relationship like there's no points of conversation there's no like oh I learned this or I had this experience and sharing that because it's like oh wait you were there Mm. so then you just become stagnant and I think that's bad for both you as an individual but also the relationship there's just nowhere to go from there and I wanted to ask as you live with your partner Chris now yeah Did you have any of those fears of spending so much time together when you first moved in? Yeah, a little bit. So we've lived together for, I think, like six years now. But for the first seven or eight years, I'm bad at maths, of our relationship. (laughs) I think that's right, yeah. We were almost in a (laughs) long distance relationship because he lived about an hour and a half away from me Mm. when we first started dating. Then I moved up to Sydney and we lived three hours away. So we would only get to spend weekends together Mm. pretty much. So to go from that to then living together, I was a little bit concerned. And I also know that like I love socialising. Mm. I love going to gigs. I love to go out and have like a night out with the girls. Chris doesn't drink. Mm. So there's differences in our lifestyles mm. that I was like, okay, this will be interesting. Mm. But I really had faith that we 
that it was going to be great. And I was like, this is actually going to be so fun. It's really going to bring us together. But a lot of other people were saying, this is going to be a real test for your relationship. And again, like, I feel like my gut instinct was like, no, this is going to be a good thing. Like we've been dating for many years by this point. Like I would hope that I know him Mm. well enough that I think this is going to work. And it did. Like yeah. I think, and I think it's because we have maintained those sep- like separations in our lives. So, you know, he has his own group of friends that he'll hang out with. We have our own hobbies. We have both very different careers, but are both very supportive of each other's work lives and are still like best friends at the end of the day also. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of fun together. And I think that's the thing is we have like joy and laughter every single day mm-hmm. that we will go one day without each other. And I like am genuinely so excited to go home and see oh, him. That's so amazing. I think one thing as well that like we both do in our relationships is we are not constantly talking throughout the day. Like we'll have like a few texts maybe of communication with our partners through the day or sometimes we don't talk to them at all but it's like there is no constant thread of communication throughout the whole Mm. day especially Mm. if you live together that's so much because then you do see each other and you're like oh so what is what do we talk about yeah because I've already told you everything the second it's happening that like constant texting constant need to like call every hour and check in and talk about what's happening in your day like isn't healthy because Again, what is there? What more do you have? Or if you're watching every single TV show together mm. or doing every single hobby together, you've got nothing to like. You're like, oh, I watched this really cool movie. Oh, you watched it too. Yeah. Like, yes. You've got, n- there's no spice. Yeah. Mm. And just no time to enjoy things on your own and what you like. You'll yeah. just end up watching Wolf of Wall Street. Well, American Psycho. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like those points of difference, right? Like, and I loved what you said before about almost diversifying your portfolio, Mm. your life portfolio, because I do think that there's a tendency that I've seen in myself and amongst friends where a new love interest enters, suddenly 60% carved off to them. And it's natural to be obsessed. It's natural to have all of that all of those things like rushing in your brain and rushing through your body and like pulling you towards that person. But the big thing that I think often loses out is our friendships. Mm -hmm. I think that is the first thing to go because you need work for money. I think hobbies are another one that sometimes we let go of pretty quickly. But I do think that we have a dedicated like social time. And sometimes we see social time as like romantic time and they they take from each other. Mm. So how how did you, well, either of you can answer this question. Like, would you have any advice for how to maintain healthy, good friendships whilst in a relationship, especially in those early days? Because I mm. think it's the worst thing to spend the first six months obsessed with someone, wake up, things aren't going great, and you don't have any friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think at the start, and by at the start, I'm talking like the first month, I think it's okay to be like completely Mm. infatuated with the person. I think your friends, especially good ones, will sit there and watch and be like, love this for you. Because they've also probably been there while you're dating absolute trash. And they're like, please don't get back with your ex. So when you actually meet someone good, they're like, yeah, stick, stick, stay. It's good. This is an autobiographical conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's actually okay to be guiltless about falling in love. Mm. I think you shouldn't have to stress yourself out about being like, I've met this person, I really want to spend time with them this weekend, but I don't know, do I have to see like the girls, like blah, blah, blah. That's okay, you can do that. But once, you know, after a month, you definitely need to make sure that you're investing in your friendships. In that month also, don't fall off the face of the earth. Like keep up communications and don't, just speak about yourself. Don't just speak about how happy you are and how amazing things are. Definitely speak to it, but not only about that, make sure that you're asking and investing in your friends' lives as well. I think what I've like, I've actually find kind of found it a lot simpler in this relationship than others because I like missing my partner. I like having time away and building that. And it is hard because when you are completely infatuated then you're like I just want to spend every second with you Mm. but 
I've burned that bridge before. Like I've done that and I'm yeah. like, I know I don't want that. Plus I'm also infatuated with my friends. So I think having that, those really good quality friends that you do genuinely feed off and want to see and booking in those times, like have the girls night that you're like, oh my God, I saw this really cool bar. Let's all go on Friday and go. Mm. You're going on Friday and it's not a chore. You're not like, oh, I've got to go see my friends. If you feel like that, Maybe that's something to investigate further yeah. too. Yeah, it's not the relationship's fault. Yeah, if it's not the relationship's feeling. fault if you're like dreading seeing your friends. Yeah. And so I think making sure that you invest time into doing things that you really want to do and booking it in if you are kind of struggling, if you do have a partner that wants to spend that Friday night with you as well, making sure that you let them know in advance, being like, by the way, on Friday, like I'm going to this bar with the girls you're not asking for permission by the way mm. we don't do that mm. we don't be like is that okay mm. you'll just be like i'm not available i'm doing this and they'll be like stunning amazing brave that's literally mm. what chris and i do at the beginning of every week on like a sunday night we're like all right so what's the schedule for this week and i'm oh, like okay lovely. so i'll be home this night this night and he's like okay cool like i'm meeting up with friends on this night i'm gonna do this on this night and we're like okay great so mm. friday we'll go on a date then yeah and do it like that but I think yeah like booking in regular catch-ups with your girlfriends and don't invite your, your boyfriend. fucking boyfriend yeah sorry I don't know if I can swear oh on the show. you can totally swear yes don't Especially like that. that does not count I think a lot of people think that counts like no but we caught up last weekend Jason was there so it doesn't no. count and people yeah. are different when their partners are there you can't talk about the gross little things that you do with the girls when you're like oh my god guys I ate this food the other day and literally what came out of me was not humanly possible <laughs> like you can't talk about you that cannot. when like it's just different and yeah. like because maybe you're comfortable to say that in front of your boyfriend but your friend probably doesn't want to talk about the giant poo they did yeah. in front of your boyfriend so yeah. like don't bring them and that's an important part of friendship yeah talking about like, your pew <laughs> <laughs> like we were on a cruise and I think one thing that is kind of easy for me in mind is that a lot of my friends like my friends and my boyfriend's friends had mutual friends. Okay. So like when we're kind of spending time in a group atmosphere, it is very easy. But what happens is like he'll go off with like a group of people and then I'll chill with like another group that we don't need to be attached to the hip in yeah. those like social settings. Like we can go to a party and be like, okay, Dilsis, see you in two hours. Yeah. And that's fine. And I love that. I've had partners that like glued to my hip at an event and I was like get off me yeah and it's a lot but I was going somewhere with this where was it going oh yeah like we recently went on a cruise with our group of friends and some of them are in relationships and then some of them are single and so it can be like a cruise there's not a lot of pickings for the singles no. and so then anyway one of them I was like let's just do a girls night like, let's, yeah. like, ditch the boys for one night and just hang out with the girls. Like, making sure that you're kind of showing up for your friendships, not just booking it in when it's convenient for you. Like, mm -hmm. not being like, oh, I'm free on Friday night. Why don't we get a drink then? Definitely, mm -hmm. that's amazing. But making sure that if they're being like, oh, I don't have anything on this weekend. Do you want to hang out? Like, you're going. Like, mm. even if maybe you were planning on just having a movie night with mm. your partner, if you don't have like the most concrete of plans, making sure that you're still showing up for your friends, especially friends that you were like your single girly with. Yeah. Because for them, you don't want them to feel abandoned. Yeah. That it's like, they're like, well, we used to spend all this time together. We used to go out and, you know, pick up and flirt and just, or just hang out together. Yeah. And then you don't want them to feel like you've just run off, found a boyfriend and, their, their job's done like they serve their purpose you don't want them to feel that way yeah. so making sure that you still show up for them whenever they do want to go out and have that fun time that you're there I really agree with this as someone who is single right now mm. um that's something that I have found it's mm. almost something that you dread like your friends get into a new relationship and you're like alrighty so am I about to be like the third fourth option now mm. or is this gonna is this going to stay the same? And you have to, I think, appreciate from the other perspective that, like you said, when your friend, someone you love is going through this incredible experience, you do really want to be there. You do want to be happy for them. Mm. But additionally, I do think that sometimes I've had experiences where friends have gotten into relationships and it's been impossible to get a hold of mm. them. And it, you just feel 
a little bit like it's it wasn't it wasn't authentic that what you what yeah. you had yeah. you're like, wasn't real. you feel like you've been dumped yeah you do and you it's feel like, like you've been replaced you and you're do. like hey yeah. what about me mm. yeah and it's the interesting thing like I love your point about I think if you are from the perspective of someone who has all, like a lot of my friends are in long-term relationships now please don't invite your partner unless they are explicitly oh. invited I have one of my best friends I her and her like her partner and I are actually friends so but we met through her but mm. and I don't mind if he's around like because I actually if she goes away like she will go out and go shopping and he'll like stay at my place and like mm. we'll just like have tea and chat or like yeah. that's not a problem but the thing is that she does a good job at being like all right bugger off her and I are going to hang out for a little bit and there is an understanding there that your your friendships play an equally important part in your well-being mm. As your relationships. One thousand percent. And I kind of also hate that notion that like there's something bad about being single. Like yeah. I don't know about you if you've ever experienced this, but when I was, like people in relationships would be like, Oh, like don't worry, you'll find someone. And you're like, I'm not looking. Oh my gosh. Mm. You know what I hate? Sorry guys. I'm gonna I'm still I'm steering no, the ship in a new I direction. Love it. I wanna ask this question of you two, both of you being in relationships. The thing I get all the time, and I'm not looking for love. Mm-hmm. I've already found it. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's already here. No, I'm not. I, I'm so busy that it's not possible. But the thing that people always say to me is it will happen when you least expect it. And I find that so frustrating because oh, it will happen when you're not looking for it. If you are an anxious person, like we all are at some mm-hmm. stages, you are never not looking for the next thing around the corner. That's mm-hmm. the whole point about like anticipatory anxiety. So was that true for you both? Did it happen when you were least expecting it or when you when you stopped looking? No. No? Not at all. Like I feel like I'd gone from like dating like little like high school fuck boys and basically learning exactly what I didn't want and then was talking to one guy who I really thought that I really liked and then met Chris and then was just like, well, that's over now. Like, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't even like, oh, like I'm not going to date. I'm just going to, it's like, no, I was looking. Yeah. Yeah. like I think mine's like a bit of both. I think I was like in my sexy single girl era and had taken the time to work on myself that like there were definitely times that I was like, I'm not looking for a relationship. I was like, absolutely not. I'm so good doing me because I was working on myself. I was mm. having that time and was very problematically still engaging with an ex. So No, you weren't. That's I was. So uh, it's so boring I'm sure too. you had something to say about yeah, that. Yeah, this is a the self-sabotaging part that she's talking about. Whilst you've had... No, 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 I was like, wait, that's a bold thing to admit. No, 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 Um, (laughs) not at all. Like months before I met my partner, like 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 nearly a year before I met my partner. Yeah. Um, And like we still had contact and then it got to a point that I was like, like I can't move on. Like I can't move on properly. Like I definitely was not emotionally still there. Like I was not in love with this person anymore, but it was a Mm. crutch. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is not feeding me anymore. And I was like, this is done. And if I want to actually find someone that I want to be with, then I'm cutting this person off. And that's exactly what I did. And then a year later, I actually met my partner. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like planned. I met them through mutual friends. So like that is kind of the way that like I wasn't expecting it. Mm -hmm. But once I met them, I was like, yeah. I was like, this is, but it's only because I kind of shut off the things that was holding me back from being in a relationship. Like I was like, okay, I'm not going to engage with things that kind of stunt me emotionally. Mm. And I felt like I had that time to myself that I was like, cool, I feel like I know who I am, Mm. that I'm actually confident to get into a relationship if I feel like it's going to be the right one. Yeah. And then like he came out of the blue like it, I had no idea who he was I'd never met him before and he was amazing so yeah. I was like well shit but I was also very scared of commitment because I'd been burned so mm. I, I like had to navigate that that when we first met like I would take like a week to reply like the first date I bailed on no way yeah mm-hmm. you bailed on it I bailed on came, the first date for another or did you reschedule I re- I ended up messaging him because I was like because he 
the night we met, he ended up like booking a date. He was like, we're going on a date. And I was like, okay. And then I got like that first date anxiety. And yeah. then I was also sick. He doesn't believe me, but I genuinely was. She was. She sick? Okay, she I good. was. I was. <laughs> but I was also like, I don't know where to I go. think the like, first date anxiety definitely still played a part, but she was genuinely sick. I oh. was genuinely sick. I have the antibiotics prescription to prove it. Backdated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, duck, I need a favour. Um, so I didn't go. And then like... I just, we were talking for a bit and then I kind of just like didn't reply to the last message. And then I took about a week and I was like, <laughs> and then I just sent a message. I was like, hey, I'm going to be in the city. Let me know if you want to join me for a drink. Mm. And he was like, absolutely I would. And I was like, and then from that point, it was just the rest like, is we were dating. Yeah. yeah. And but I think that's the thing though, is that it, that whole cliche of, oh, when you stop looking, someone will You're come. You're never not looking for love. I just think that's bullshit. Yeah. I think the thing is, though, is that you can't be looking for a relationship for the sake to tick a box mm. because you're setting yourself up for failure and you're literally going to settle for the first dud that, like, sniffs in your direction, mm-hmm. which isn't good. So you need to be at that point where you're happy with yourself and I think that's where Al finally was. Mm. Like, she'd done all that work cut off that dead weight and was like <laughs> lost 80 kilos <laughs> exactly and then that opportunity presented itself because she was ready and yeah. I feel like my little teenage self was also the same but even though I was like no I'm ready for a boyfriend now like yeah I'm where is he yeah. like but it's by that point I knew what i did and didn't want out of a boyfriend even just by like the shitty people that I'd interacted with as a young woman yeah but that's the thing like you can't be looking for a relationship to be to make up for something that's missing in your life like you should have everything your cup should be literally overflowing and then that overflow you can give to a relationship that is such a beautiful metaphor. I didn't make it up. I heard it somewhere. Oh, but, I but was it's like, I, like I, didn't, I didn't want to coin it and someone be like, copyright. <laughs> but it is an analogy that I heard. I can't remember where. But yeah. that you or you can give to other people. Your cup should remain full and you give others the overflow. Yeah. Because they should be filling up your cup too. So it's that way mutual. that's, yeah, yeah. It, it's a give and give. I don't like the give and take. It's a, Everything's a give and give. Yeah. And, you know, the whole point of this episode is like, how do you maintain your identity in a relationship? You've kind of talked about what you both do in that mm. sense. W- what would you do if you realised that you were losing yourself? What would be like the antidote? What would be your solution if you woke up and you were like, all right, actually there's some stuff that I've, that's flown under the radar a mm. little bit here that's actually become a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Um, not suggesting that you break up with your partners, but like mm. in terms of like what what would be some of the things you would immediately put in place or get back to? I think the first thing is don't panic. Mm. I think don't have a knee-jerk reaction and panic and think, oh my God, I'm a completely different human being. Who mm. am I? Because it is a scary thought to feel like maybe you've lost that power over yourself and it is a bit intimidating. But I think it's good to simplify where that's coming from within yourself and really take kind of everything away and think, what do I want? What is Mm. my identity? What are the things that I like doing that make me feel genuine joy? Is that going for a walk and listening to your favourite podcast, The Psychology of Your 20s and Two Broke Chicks. Is that- I was hoping you would say yours as well. Worry. I was like, come on. <laughs> 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 and marketing. And is that, you know, calling your friend, is that reading your smutty little fairy book, finding out what those things are and, and doing it and committing to that plan of putting that time in for yourself or whatever that is that your identity is because there's this book um, – the book that I'm obsessed with that I always quote Sal the one about habits um, um atomic habits atomic habits that's oh. it and so his whole theory that he writes in this book about identity and individuality is that it is made up of your habits your habits create who you are so if you are doing habits that constantly involve someone else whether that is hanging out with your friends all the time or it's hanging out with your partner all the time or it's being at work all the time there's nothing within those habits that is making you individual because it's coming from other other habits that involve other people. So you need to identify the habits that make you who you are and 
invest time into those again because when you were single you had all the time in the world to do that mm. whereas when you're in a relationship your your time shifts and it's yeah. so easy it's so easy to happen and you're not lesser than for ha- that happening it happens to everyone I feel like that's such a normal experience yeah. and I think as well as rebuilding those habits perhaps exploring new ones yeah also have the conversation with your partner and mm. be like hey like I'm feeling this way, I feel like I need to invest a little bit more time in myself. Maybe you can do the same and like communicate that so they're not like, wait, why are they pulling back? Mm. What's going on? And don't over-dramatise it though because no. I feel like as well that could, like if your partner comes to you randomly or mm. you go to your partner randomly and he's like, yeah, I feel like I don't know who I am. I'm going to spend some time alone. I would be like, oh, is everything okay? Yeah. 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 Like you'd be like, you know what I really miss? Going to Pilates. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that every Sunday morning. And, like, do that. And then I think as well with your friends, if you've, you know, let that part of your life slide, the most annoying thing is when a friend either breaks up with their partner or they realise that they've lost themselves and then they're like, hey, I'm back. Hey, and kind of, mm. And they sort of just, like, expect everything to go back to normal. If they've completely ditched you, that can be, like, a really frustrating feeling. But what I've had in the past is people say hey like I've realized that I've been spending a lot of time with my partner and no one else I'm so sorry Mm. I just completely lost sight of everything else but I really want to put effort into this friendship that's such a beautiful can we catch up and I was like I so respect that honesty yeah and that introspection and then it didn't even give me the chance to be like well look Yeah, because I'm like, she knows. Thank you. And thank you. And not like brushing it under the rug. Yeah. And yes, let's go get coffee. Yeah. I love you. That's a (laughs) beautiful. You're my best friend. Yeah. (laughs) I had that happen. And it was, I think it's also one of those things where you can't expect that, like you said, for everything to be the same. I've like had that in the past where a friend has moved in with someone. She moved in really quickly within like seven months. They were super in love. Two years later on, we hadn't heard from her for like a year and suddenly she was a wreck because this was her entire identity. Mm. It had fallen apart and she came back and was like, okay, so why aren't we doing the same things anymore? They broke up. She was like, why aren't we going out drinking all the time? Why aren't we um, hanging out in each other's houses? And I was like, because we all have jobs now and Mm. because we all have partners now and because we're all doing different things. But I think she was really... um, she eventually came around to that realization and was like, I actually just really need some help. And we were like, yeah, of course, like um, we'll do what we can. So guys, I think this is all we have time for, but this has been an amazing episode. Mm -hmm. I really want to ask both of you, this is something that the girls do on their show, Two Broke Chicks, life lesson, but what would be your life lesson from this conversation that you would like to instill to someone who may be questioning whether their relationship is getting in the way of their own identity Hmm. I think the biggest life lesson is for this for me would be a reminder that like you are so fun to hang out with Mm. hanging out with yourself is the best time that you can ever invest in an investment in yourself is always a good investment so don't ever feel like you've lost yourself because you're still in there you're still in there you might be a little bit different and that's okay but it's like with any muscle you just keep doing it and it gets stronger so if you are feeling like you have lost your identity don't worry it's not gone mm-hmm. it's she's still in there yeah and there are so many ways to have a relationship a romantic relationship and for it to be fulfilling and fun and beautiful but it doesn't have to take up your entire life mm-hmm. and I think that's a really important reminder to fill up the other cups in your life as well mm. yeah thank you so much for your brilliant wisdom oh, thank you it was, of course um if you are not listening to two broke chicks you've just got to do it yeah. <laughs> they're a lot funnier than me so no. it's true go and go and listen to them if you're loving australian accents and you can't get enough <laughs> like of not them. these two yeah <laughs> and amazing banter and very incredible wisdom so thank you both for coming on the show thank you for having us and where can they find your you personally so you can listen to two broke chicks wherever good podcasts are sold spotify apple Podcasts, we're everywhere 
You can't get away from us. Also on Instagram at Two Broke Chicks and on TikTok at Two Broke Chicks underscore. That underscore will haunt us for the rest of our lives. Oh, no. Someone else got there first and it's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Early bird gets the win. That's yep. true. And if not, uh, you can catch us at Vasco in Surrey Hills <laughs> every Friday night. Woo! Love's <laughs> outside and a vodka lamb soda waiting for you. Yep. very lovely well thank you all for listening as always if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to leave a five-star review on apple podcasts spotify wherever you are listening right now if you have a friend who needs to hear this episode send it to them what a raid though (laughs) (laughs) what imagine if you send it to your friend who was in a relationship yeah yeah and no comment just like just the link link. (laughs) yeah nothing else and you know what maybe they'll thank you later Mm -hmm. probably not at that point in time but uh and as always we will be back next week with another episode It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock, one at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8am to 8pm with giveaways dropping every hour on the hour. It is the perfect time to try, like and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choice at Walmart. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair and Anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.